This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is TechCrunch. On Legal Demands and Press Freedoms by Zach Whitaker. In August 2020, two FBI agents were standing on my doorstep, unannounced, wanting to ask me questions about a TechCrunch story we had published the year before. The story was about how a hacker took thousands of documents, including visas and diplomatic passports, from a server at Mexico's embassy in Guatemala. The hackers said they had contacted Mexican officials about the vulnerable server but were ignored, and so the hacker tweeted out a link to the embassy's files. When I don't get a reply, then it's going public, the hacker told me. I contacted Mexico's consulate in New York for comment, as is standard practice when reporting a story. A spokesperson said the Mexican government took the matter very seriously. We published our story, and that seemed to be the end of it. The FBI knock at my door a year later suggested it wasn't. I declined to speak with the agents and closed the door. After we published our story, the Mexican government requested the help of the U.S. Department of Justice through diplomatic channels to investigate the hack and presumably try to identify the hacker. Because I had contact with the hacker, that must have made me a subject of interest to the Mexican authorities, hence the visit a year on. A month after the House call, the Mexican government provided the FBI with a list of written questions it wanted us to answer, many of which were already answered in the story. Our response to the DOJ declined to provide anything more than what we had already published. Legal demands against reporters are not uncommon. Some even see it as an occupational hazard of working in the media. Demands often come in the form of a threat, almost always compelling the journalist or news outlet to retract a story or sometimes even to stop a story before it's published. Journalists covering cybersecurity, a beat rarely known for its chipper and upbeat headlines, are especially prone to legal threats by companies or governments wanting to avoid embarrassing headlines about their poor security practices. Take the recent public standoff between Missouri Governor Mike Parson and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch newspaper, which the governor accused of illegal hacking after one of its journalists found thousands of social security numbers on the state education department's website. The journalist verified this with three people whose social security numbers were exposed, promptly informed the state of the security lapse, and held the story until the data could be taken down. Parson said the reporting violated the state's hacking laws and ordered law enforcement and a county prosecutor to investigate the paper, claiming the reporting was an attempt to embarrass the state. Legal experts, lawmakers, and even members of Parson's own party derided the governor for his rebuke of the newspaper, which was found to have acted entirely ethically. 
Parson doubled down in a video paid for by his political action committee, which contained several false claims, and called the newspaper fake news. Earlier this month, the department apologized for the lapse that ultimately affected more than 620,000 state educators. Claiming illegality or impropriety is a tactic used more broadly against security researchers who find and disclose exposed personal information and security flaws before malicious hackers can exploit them. Security researchers, much like independent journalists, often work alone and have no choice but to acquiesce to legal threats, fearing high legal costs of taking a case to court, even if their work is entirely legal and helped to prevent a potentially worse security incident down the line. Not all of them have an experienced and willing media legal team to back their pay. We've rebuffed spurious legal demands before, but having federal agents on your doorstep simply for doing your job is certainly a new one for me. There has been no suggestion of wrongdoing, though it's unsettling not knowing what view Mexico would take if I ever stepped foot on its soil. But it's the legal threats and demands that don't make it to print that can have the most damage. Legal demands inherently have a silencing effect. Sometimes they succeed. Journalism can be risky and the newsrooms don't always win. Left unchecked, legal threats can have a chilling effect that stifles both security research and journalism by making it legally toxic to work. That means the world is less informed and sometimes less secure. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.